0: You're listening to the Happy and Healthy Podcast with Amy Lang, founder of Moxie Club. When you're looking for lasting weight loss, join us here for the mindset you need, a dash of inspiration, and stories that will bring it all to life. Episode number 102 Well, hey there, Amy here. Welcome to the Happy and Healthy Podcast, and thank you so much for joining me. First of all, Happy New Year. Second, I am so thrilled to share the news that I now have a co-host for this podcast. And my friend, Cheryl Chavez, who I knew as Cheryl Hype, by the way, before she got <laughs> married, is joining us. And well... Instead of just listening to me, Cheryl, why don't you say a few words? Hi. Well, um, first
1: of all, Amy, thank you so much for asking me to be part of this uh, with you. I'm super excited to share my own insights and my own journey that I've had over the past few years. Um, A little bit about myself. So I'm a Bay Area native, so born and raised in the San Francisco Bay Area, and um, I work in high tech. I'm a chief product officer for a software company. And I live here with my husband um, and my dog Cosmo of 15 years. So yeah, and I've known Amy for, gosh, a long time now, 20 years?
0: I think it might be longer because we met when I was at Netscape. So that yeah, was so like
1: 98. 90-
0: 95 97? to 98 was okay. when I was
1: there. All right. Yeah. Well, I didn't graduate from college until 96. Okay.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> when did you, then you worked at the Cunningham I did. PR place for a Yeah, bit, I right? worked at
1: Cunningham. And then I think I started, no, Oracle was 98 actually. So you, were, I think it was 97 because that was short for me yeah. at Netscape. But yeah, so met Amy at Netscape many, many years ago. <laughs> 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 and here we are, what, 23 years later yeah. or so? yeah. yeah.
0: Crazy 24 years crazy, so I've known Cheryl for so long and when I actually started moxie club I in I basically invited Cheryl to join me inside the program and I thought it would be really interesting To have as a co-host someone who actually could share not only their experience in the program but also sometimes yeah, I know this subject matter. I'm so close to it so well that it might not occur to me what questions you have. And so I think part of having Cheryl here to help us make sure I unpack things that need to get unpacked. Yeah. So um, why don't you actually share with folks a little bit about what some of your takeaways were from being inside? Yeah, the
1: program. absolutely. If okay with you, let me start with sort of my own just journey over the years. Absolutely. Of- of yo-yo dieting and weight loss and weight gain and all that. So, um, was very athletic in high school and college. And then when I when I got into the professional world, I it got older. I guess as every year get a little older. <laughs> I I I have oh, I struggled with my weight and I, I struggled with my weight throughout all of the years and 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 came out with some pretty bad habits out of college. I went to uh, UCLA down in Los Angeles and picked up some probably bad sort of, you know, Los Angeles type habits around body image and, you know, eating properly and exercising. So I'd say the good piece was that I exercised quite a bit, but I did pick up bad habits specifically around binge, binge eating snack wheel cookies during 90210 sessions <laughs> in the dorm room and pasta and mac and cheese obsessions that then led to massive deprivations of carbohydrates and just bad habits. But struggled with, my, with weight my entire life um, and then, you know, tried many, many things over the years. Weight watchers, shake diets,
0: keto. Um, I remember when you were on keto. This is before your wedding. Yeah. Yes?
1: Yeah, which I think ruined my metabolism, by the way, which is a whole other story because I still to this day say that that seemed to be a, a, a turning point for me with my metabolism where... I didn't need any carbs. Yeah, I lost a lot of weight and looked good in my dress and I'm happy with all my photos. But then I think from there, it really actually led me to probably some of the biggest weight gain that I had had, probably coupled with work stress and just other things going on in life that didn't help. So that kind of compounded. Um, and so, you know, joining Amy's program was such a big deal for me because I think one of my biggest takeaways was really understanding this weird relationship that I had with, I'd say carbohydrates in particular. So Italian, Italian um, on my mom's side, so grew up with a lot of Italian food, grew up with the whole like, eat everything on your plate. You know, you don't, it's it's rude and you, you eat everything. So grew up with this, had to finish everything. And also then when you couple this with some of the bad habits that I got in college around carbohydrates, I would just eat and eat and eat. And then feel like I had to deprive myself for so long of that which would drive me to overeat the carbohydrates when I was eating them and what I learned in the program was really having like a healthy relationship with food in particular and and for me it wasn't so much protein or fat so I wasn't you know I don't like binge eat chocolate I mean I've had moments you know I do love Baskin Robbins peanut butter and chocolate ice cream but um and a good wine. And a good oh, so wine. We can we can talk about wine. That's that's another that's a vice. But uh, <laughs> for me, it's really been about carbs. So I don't binge overeat on other things. Uh, but it was really the carbs, and then that was creating this mental state of deprive myself then of eating them for for a really long time, and then binge eat them when I've decided I was going to eat them again. Versus just saying I can have carbs whenever I want. So I don't need to finish that entire bowl of pasta or eat the whole pound of pasta. I can eat what I want knowing that I can have it again and that it actually makes me feel good because I do like to exercise. I, I have a Peloton and I love that. And I do boot camps and the carbs are fuel for me and for my brain as well. And I just got into this better groove around not feeling that I had to go to the extreme end. Um, and just, and I actually lost weight. (laughs) So it's really, it was great because I feel that I haven't put my body into some weird state to lose the weight that I'm in a normal habit. I didn't even feel like I was on a diet. I actually lost. So most of my friends gained 10 pounds during COVID at the beginning.
0: I lost 25. So, um, yeah, I I remember that. Like that was one of the things where I'm like, I gotta get Cheryl on here to talk about what happened during COVID? Because yeah. I think the the national average is something like twenty nine pounds. Oh wow! In That's that, a lot. And so not. I don't think they were even looking at twenty twenty one. They were looking at twenty twenty. And you were in the program. I want to say it was April of twenty twenty. Twenty April twenty twenty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So during that time, you hear everyone stressing out, and it was stressful. I mean, it was I, very yeah, stressful. We all went through that. Yeah. So I think being able to reshape that. Conversation Change the narrative in your head made a, yeah. made a big difference. It was huge because I think,
1: and, and, and in my mind, it's all related. So the overeating was related, really, you know, and not eating and, you know, only eat, excuse me, not, I'm trying to say, eat only until you're 80% full um, was something that I just never thought about doing because... No, the other thing is I'm a fast eater and I've tried to slow down a little bit. But
0: <laughs> and she she has dinner with me and I'm one of the slowest eaters. She's she on probably. bite
1: too and I'm, I'm ready for dessert. So, um, <laughs> but that, that's okay. It, it, having dinner always reminds me I should slow down. Um, but again, it, it really was just about finding the healthy relationship with the food and not not always feeling like I can't have something. And even, you know, like I said, so I'm not... I love chocolate, um, but it's not something that I go out of my way to, to eat. But it was also one of those things where if I felt like eating it, it I was okay than just eating a little bit, knowing that I'm okay to eat it versus saying to myself, got to eat that whole Snicker bar right now because you're not going to get another one for six months. And it's a very different mental state and how your body reacts to it when you know that I can have a Snicker bar, you know, That's okay if I do that. I mean, I'm obviously not going to eat one every day, but um, it's okay if I want one and then life goes on normally versus before it would go to this, you know, again, that extreme. (laughs) Go from one one part of the spectrum to the other part of the spectrum because then I had had this candy. So now it was like this complete crazy mode around eating or exercising.
0: Yeah. Well, I still remember there was one coaching call where we had another person on the call. And we were talking about her relationship with cookies and how she would see a cookie. I remember that. And it would create this anxiety for her. <laughs> yeah. And I think it was the same sort of thought going through her head. She'd been so she was she was really dealing with a lot of sort of perfectionism like i've been really really good for the last week i've done all the things that i was planning on doing this is very much part of that diet mentality all or nothing i saw it at the club all the time where people are like okay beginning of the year and we're coming up well actually we're in the middle of this at the time that this podcast is published will be monday the first monday of january 2022 wow so if any of you that are listening are Caught up in this all-or-nothing thing like okay now I'm going all-in I'm going to eat healthy I'm gonna exercise three or five times a week whatever that Whatever that idea is in your head of all the different things you want to do that you think you should be doing I want you to to hear this and that is Trying to do it all is part of what sets your sets you up for being disappointed Mm -hmm. because that's a lot of change all at once And you're taking yourself out of your comfort zone in a big way as opposed to making it easy like pick one pick one that you might think is actually the easiest one I'm always about giving your brain proof that evidence that you can do it and once you do the first one that belief changes and then go ahead and tackle the one like I call the push goal the one that you think will really make a difference if you can get to that point where, you, like, I've known Cheryl long enough that I heard her rule about pasta for years, <laughs> years, and and every time she said it, I would be kind of like, so how do you feel when you eat pasta? And you were always like, I feel great after I eat it.
1: I feel great,
0: yeah. Yeah, and I'm like part Italian, <laughs> I think it has a lot to do with it. Um, and then working out, because you work out early in the morning, yeah. too. So your body was, like, wanting that fuel. Right. Um, and so I, I was always like, well, what if you had some pasta? No, can't do that. Like, and so finally, when she was in the program, I was like, how about we just try it? Just experiment. Let's see how your body responds. Like, if you if you decide that won't work, then we try something different. Mm-hmm. But it totally worked. It did.
1: And I noticed the big difference when I would work out because, as Amy said, I do work out in the morning. So. My typical time was around six. So right upon waking, I would go and either do a boot camp or Peloton or something pretty intense, like more of a hit type of class. And and I I could tell on the nights that I I ate normal, not you know not in this crazy binging eating too much, I'd actually have a really really great workout. And I'm assuming I still had I was burning those carbs off. You know where sometimes. I remember at my boot camp, they'd always say, maybe you should have like a small carb snack. I don't think I needed one in the mornings because I had enough still from Mm. before. And then, I don't know, I just, I kind of felt like I was energized. My thought was clear. It enabled me to do, um, have good days at work, which, you know, proceeded that even though I was in a pretty high stress job during the pandemic. Um, But it just, it just... It just really, really worked, and I've actually not, I've not really stopped um, doing it, and I continue, I'd say I'm I'm continuing to lose weight. It's at a much slower clip. I'm I'm assuming that might be because the first set of pounds always comes off a little quicker, and and I've probably not been as good with, you know, the holidays and birthdays and everything, Um, but, but yeah, you know,
0: and. Well, our relationship with food. Drive so much, and yeah. like you were talking about, I call it the clean plate club. I'm not the only yeah. one, but there's that whole idea of eating everything on your plate. Yeah. And I grew up with that same thing where, in a Chinese family, we eat family style, and the rule had been that if you put it on your plate, then you have to eat it. So uh-huh. nobody was serving it to me. It, it it ultimately was about me deciding what I wanted to put on my plate, but there was definitely that idea of don't waste food. Right? Mm-hmm. If you're so, if you put it on your plate, you have to eat it. And I think when I got to be an adult, my the rebel in me said, "Well, I'm not going to eat it if I'm not hungry." So I went through a little rebellion there, which helped me actually. Yeah. I think that, and the fact that I eat slow, um, my rule is always eat when you're hungry, stop when you're comfortably full, and because I eat slow, I think that registers with my brain. Whereas for someone who eats fast. You probably need to find other ways to figure out, to test that. So it could be eating half of what's on your plate and then waiting. And so when we're at dinner, we're chatting the whole time. And so there's opportunities for that to happen. Right.
1: But yeah, but on a typical night, just eating with Eddie, it doesn't always play out that way. Yeah. Where, um, but I'm getting better at that. I'd I'd say that that's the one thing I still need to work on. Uh, The other thing that I have found doesn't help with that is, if I wait too long to eat. So, you know, life right now is busy and sometimes in a lot of meetings, I'm on zoom all day and I barely even have time to go get a glass of water. And so by the time I'm done with work, I'm like ready to eat my hand. And I, I recognize that that's not good. So I'm trying to figure out Remember we talked about snacks and, yeah. Yeah. and how do I, because that would just lead me to then eat really, really fast because I was so hungry. Right. Right. And right. so I've tried to do, I've, gotten better with the snacks but there's so much more prep with the snacks so but I have hummus and carrots and
0: yeah things like that so so that that sort of setting aside time to plan for some stuff depending on what you see happening with your day yeah can definitely I mean I'm guilty of that too I get involved in certain things and I'm so into it that I'll forget to eat yeah and and then I'm like oh I'm really hungry right now (laughs) Yeah. give me an, an arm to gnaw on or something so you know i experienced that too yeah. i try to catch it more often than i did before
1: <laughs> yeah i mean look i'm not perfect i still have moments like we bought skinny pop at costco the other day and eddie and i literally ate the entire bag and i got up and i was like oh my god what did we just do it <laughs> bag of skinny pop oh my god of course, because you're looking, it's like only 40 calories in like three cups. You're like, oh, yeah, no problem. The bag only has like 300 calories in it or something. <laughs> I was just like, oh, my God.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> and it is the holidays. Yeah, it's, exactly. This has been not We're the easiest year. Right? Yes. I, I think we all have to give ourselves some grace in all of this, yeah. too. So the, the goal is not to be perfect. The goal is to live the life you want. Yeah. And to be able to enjoy those times. And, you know, if it happened yesterday... Feeling guilty about it today isn't going to help the situation. As a matter of fact, like, uh, Evelyn Triboli, I, I quoted her, I think last week talked about how like, unless you killed the farmer who grew the food or the chef, <laughs> like guilty should not be a feeling associated with food. Yeah. Cause you didn't do anything wrong.
1: Yeah. And that was, I'd say that was another part, you know, I think my takeaways are all like related, but that guilty piece was also one of the drivers for me around the binging and then not, and then deprivation because of the guilt. And I just don't feel guilty. I just, I wake up and say, you know, I need to do better today. Yeah, I, I will be like, you know, maybe I'll, instead of doing a 20-minute uh, Peloton class, I'll do a 30. Or I'll try to add 10. Or, you know, I still get a little, I look at the number of calories that I've burned on my heart rate monitor, and I'm like, okay, let's get it to Let's even that out. So if it's at 340, I want to get it to 350 or 375, let's get it to 400 or whatever. Yeah. I still have some of those things. But that's more me challenging myself to try to go a little bit further. But I don't, but the guilt piece I think is gone for me. I honestly don't ever feel guilty. I've thought about should I feel guilty that I don't feel guilty. (laughs) And I'm like, "Mm, no. (laughs)
0: So I think, so I'm really looking forward to doing a whole, but I got tired of hearing myself talk to myself. (laughs) So I think having Cheryl co-hosting, we're going to have a lot of fun and we're going to get to explore a lot of different topics. I think ones that maybe on my own would be much harder actually to explore and unpack. And this way we can have a, a lot of fun in the process of doing some, learning along the way and I'm sure Cheryl with all of her experience too is actually going to be teaching me some stuff along the way. <laughs> <laughs> Although I'm still older. So I always We're get played but yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I think for today's episode I just wanted to really introduce you to Cheryl, let you get a little feel for what she's about and how she, what she got from the program. And for those of you who are listening Next week is actually when enrollment for Moxie Club and the online course Worth the Wait actually opens up. So if you're at all interested, I'm doing a live, a three-part live training. There's one on Sunday, January 2nd. So by the time you're listening to this, we will have already completed that live training, but the replays are available. And then there's another one on January 4th and another one on January 6th so there's definitely still time for you to sign up for that one as well so in the meantime i hope you have a great first week of january and we will be talking to you next week nice (laughs) take care bye everyone you've been listening to the happy and healthy podcast with amy lang if you enjoyed today's episode by all means hit the subscribe button now you're ready to get started visit my website moxieclub.com that's m-o-x-i-e hyphen C-L-U-B.com, and sign up for my free mini course how to lose weight for the last time and remember making your choices when you're in a state of abundance is where the magic happens